going on, guys? Welcome to the Essential Scares Podcast, the only show that dares to ask the question, is it essential? I am your host, Corbin, and with me today, as always, is Alan. Oh, hi, everybody. And Bobby. I got my dogs, and I'm all alone, and they're really loud. Sorry. <laughs> we have got a great show for you today. We are continuing our Jordan Peele Appreciation Month with his second movie, Us. Uh, but before we get into it, Bobby has a spoiler warning. I do. This will serve as your first one and only spoiler warning for us. If you do not want us spoiled for you, please skip to the time code provided in our description and or show notes for our essential spoiler-free discussion. You know, us exists in a fictional world where the United States government does heinous experiments to try to control the people in it. Luckily... We don't live in a world like that. And the United States is only good all the time. Alan. <laughs> that's the that's some top tier satire there, buddy. Or no, you're being serious. What are you talking yeah, about? Uh, what am yeah, I talking about? Yeah, 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 Gaslighting is yeah. not real. Um, Do you know what satire is? No, actually. <laughs> what what is that word you guys keep using? I I'm not I, sure. I, I don't know. I just I just repeat things that I hear. Okay. <laughs> this is correct. Um <laughs> So our, our movie begins with a family at a carnival in Santa Cruz, California. Um, it's a fun-looking carnival. You know, it's it, there's a good time. Uh, as things progress, the family, you know, the, the mom has to go to the restroom, and the kid is with the dad who's playing whack-a-mole, is not paying attention. She sneaks away into a house of mirrors, which is already, I gotta say, this movie kind of ramps the scare factor up quite a bit compared to Get Out, and that's pretty evident right in the beginning. Um, And while she's going through this, she finds herself, exactly herself. And then it's kind of a cutaway, and we jump to the future where uh, Adelaide Wilson, our main main character, uh, is now an adult. She's got a family. They're going back to Santa Cruz, the house she grew up in. Um, And as they're there, her son has a pretty similar experience, or close to it, where he gets away, and she starts to freak out quite a bit about it. Um, as As we go into the evening, a family is in the driveway, and all the power goes out, and that's where we'll begin so we can unravel we can unravel the plot from there how do you guys think as i said i think this movie was much scarier than get out like at a base level in terms of a horror film i i i I really enjoyed that a lot because it it kind of this movie is still funny but it's not the same kind of funny that Get Out is. Like, this movie kind of feels a little more serious in tone, comparatively. Yeah, I mean, I agree, but I think that this movie also has a lot of the the jokes come in, like, the middle of things mm-hmm. that are very serious, as opposed to, yeah. you know, Get Out doesn't really do that, right? Um, yeah. And so, like, this one kind of has more typical, like, I don't feel anything because I'm in a horror movie, so like I'm gonna make a joke here about that. Like, and and I mm-hmm. and I have I've got nothing against that. I think it's I think that this movie is quite amusing. Yeah, <laughs> I like I like I th- I think the the comedy of this movie comes in the uh, what is it the like benign like the mm-hmm. like little moments where it's like. Okay. Oh, the the highest kill count as an example. Yeah, or We're trying or, to decide yeah. who's going to drive. Or just like the weird, awkward conversations that the family members are having throughout the entirety of the movie. Like, <laughs> yep. Like when uh, the dad decides that he's just like, I'm just done with boats. Like, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no, bo- no more boats. Boats yeah. are done forever. Yeah. <laughs> or just like when, or even like I, I mean, right? The dad is. Like the comedic powerhouse of this movie, yeah. Absolutely. Like he's just he's just an idiot. <laughs> he's a lovable idiot. <laughs> I lo- I love that actor though. He's oh yeah. Oh god. Yeah. What is his name? Uh, Winston... Winston Winston Duke is his name. Yes, and he's very good. Yeah. He is Wasn't a very. He... Was he in Candyman? No. He he. No, but he, he is in Black Panther. Yeah, he's oh, the secondary. Yeah. Protagonist. He's the other I guess. king. Yeah. 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 
Uh, but he, yeah, he Imbaku. <laughs> He's so yeah. cool too. I, I and he, and he, and, he, and he worships Haruman. Yep. Yeah, hell Digimon? yeah. No, it is a it yeah, is yeah. a it's a ape god. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it okay. So right, this movie, and again, this movie strikes on a very very uh great. I'll be and 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 I would say again political theme of like the mm-hmm. idea of like American exceptionalism, and yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, and I think that that it's actually a lot easier to, it's easier to see I think in a way like the class the classism presented in this movie even than in. Well, I don't even think I don't even out. think I don't even think class. I guess it is classism, right? I guess that yeah. is, but like, but just the idea of like, the idea of like Americans who you know they they we tend to view ourselves as the good guys but the shadow is like you know all of those military cia backed coups and the assassination of fred hampton and the, you know well, sure and the civil war I... and the and the and, and the genocide of the native american population like it, we but have a history that's that, like super... i don't i don't think that that's the primary message i think it is no, I that's... think that the primary message is for sure is about like the the exploitation of people ab- above, like right, like just mistreating the people, the people below them to further themselves in life. Like it's a cl- it's about class struggle. I, I I think I think that they're one in the same. I think I, I don't think, think I think so because I... I think you're putting you're putting the onus on like the government. But I think it's about like people no, I'm, as I'm, a whole. It's not I'm just about like putting, the government's I, misdoings. I'm putting the onus on America, not just the American government, the American people as well, right? Like I like I and I think I think that line that Red says, right, are you know to to jump along, right? The family in the driveway is a shadow version, right, of the Win- the Wilsons, right? and Red mm-hmm. is is um, Adelaide's shadow self or is she well uh, yeah <laughs> um and she's you know who are you and she says we're americans like i yeah. think that's the i think that's kind of the idea of like one there is that right the class divide of like well you had everything easy we had everything hard but also like isn't that an allegory for like america like pretending that like we were we are like this like divine holy good people and like well you know i don't dislike america and i definitely like living here right like uh, we have a history that needs to be reckoned with more honestly than i think most people ever give it credit for as somebody who did a bit of fear of who has who has who minored in history in my in my college career right like there is a bit of like oh i really wish they would have taught me this in high school type stuff like that you don't mm-hmm. learn till far into college. So I don't know. I, maybe I am overreading it, but I don't think I, I really don't think I am. I really mm-hmm. do think like like the whole like again like the the whole like this came out a little bit before the sixteen nineteen project stuff was kind of a thing, and I think that there is a connection, a direct connection there, of like yeah, we should start looking at history. A little bit more honestly and even though the 1619 project does have some uh historical fa- maybe fallacies so does so does the american exceptionalism way that we typically are, are taught history at a grade school level so i don't know I like, kind of what, is fall, it, what does alan think yeah I, was, I kind of fall in the middle with you guys here is like i think that it's the the tempo is set by the government as a whole and the people have then kind of ran with the tempo that was provided to them, which then caused a bit of this divide to come into place a bit more strongly. So it's like it, you, you have this clear indication of like, Oh, we did everything ourselves. We pulled ourselves up by the bootstraps. You can do that too. It's, it's, it's telling a lie effectively very very well and getting a nation to believe it and i think that's kind of the melding i look at with this is it's it's 
you know, you have this lie of, of, of everything is great. You know, everything's perfect. We don't have any problems. But in reality, you know, if you just look on the other side of the coin, there's a dark, dark side of twisted, awful, terrible things that we just, we just, we just put that in a box. We're like, it's like, it's like a typical, like, toxic man with his emotions. You just, you just stuff it in a box and have a heart attack at 52. Because that's, that's Americanism. That's being an American. Halfway there, baby. So excited for that heart attack. (laughs) I know, right? It's going to be great. Um, That or your pulmonary embolism. It's either your heart's going to blow up or your lungs are going to decide no the next time you try to breathe. And that's just what it is. Or you just get a brain tumor. That's probably the best way to go because it's just like, the lights are off. Okay. No. No. You said said tumor. I heard embolism. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe he's I'm not having, having an aneurysm here. He's <laughs> having a whole ass cancer. So, I mean, I think we're all kind of circling the same themes, right? And the theme is yeah. much more like... And, but I would say while Get Out, the theme is much more on its face. The themes in this one, while they are absolutely there and... um. Um, I I don't want to say on its face. They're, they they they're they're just in the background. They're just under the mask. Yeah. Oh my god. No. <laughs> no. They're 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 the thing that they're like, a wojack. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's the smiling crying wojack. I mean, I'm uh, <laughs> but and, and this this movie is fairly, I would say, um. It, it it never makes you like outwardly go oh okay this is about class struggle or oh okay this is about whitewashing american history it, it, it the story stands on its it, it can be just a spooky story if you want it mm-hmm. to be where like yeah, contrasting I, it contrasting it with get out I like the that. message is so on the face that it's it's beautifully done right you know, we all loved Get Out, right? La- spoilers for last week. It's essential and perfect, right? So, like, <laughs> uh, it, but, like, this movie, it, it does something that Get Out doesn't. And I don't know if it's better or worse it, for, for that. For t- that, like, if you really wanted to watch this and, like, you really wanted to be stupid, you could watch this and be stupid. Just be like, oh, I liked yeah. it. I, I liked it when when the, the, the one family came and killed the entire other family. I thought that was really cool. Like, you could just do that. Like, In right. that guy's defense, that is a really good scene. Just putting <laughs> it out there. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it is. I mean, the, yeah, but yes, they, I mean, I agree. The point is that Us is yeah. more... It has a higher level of like of just core watchability because you can just watch it as just a horror movie with yeah. with no message, and you can kind of get by like the doppelgang- doppelgangers are easy enough to understand. Yeah. Like they explain literally everything to you, so even if you don't super pay attention, it's like impossible not to get it by the end. Like the mm-hmm. core, the actual movie's story, you know, like you know that. By the end of the movie, you gotta know that Adelaide and Red have switched places, and that mm-hmm. she planned the whole thing, and blah blah blah. Like that's the story, right? That's the that's just like the normal story, and um, it's definitely easier to uh, consume than get out. Um, so, on that note, I have a question. Uh huh. On your first viewing of this many a years ago. Did you put yeah. together? This was only one. my second viewing. So. I think that's the same for all of us. <laughs> yeah. This was my okay. second viewing. Uh, okay. Did you piece together that they had flipped places your first watch before they revealed it to you? Yes. I 100% Absolutely. Didn't. didn't. It got me. It is so uh, that's like the that's like the obvious twist thing. Like like the deeper themes were the stuff that totally eluded me. I like I, I yeah. Oh, the deeper themes eluded me too. Again, I, I was the dumb I will, guy who said I liked the horror scene when the slashy slashes happened. That was me. Well, no, I was looking for it, but again, because Get Out was so tied to a race element, like the mm-hmm. like that was what I was looking for, and decidedly that's not here. Like it's it like yeah, it's it, actually not about that yeah. like at all. So, right? so <laughs> I was like I was like what kind of 
what kind of social message was he trying to tell? And this time when I watched it, again, I was I was kind of confused. And then the, the that line, we're Americans. I was like, us. U.S. USA. <laughs> oh, my God. Like. <laughs> and so that, um, that was the part. But yeah. Yeah. But uh, Alan, to your point, yes, I, I did. And in fact, my number one criticism of this movie for the last three years since I first saw it was that her explaining everything at the end was so unnecessary because it's so obvious what was going on and it just felt like it mm-hmm. like drags the time. Yeah. This time watching it, I kind of didn't feel that as much. But in the theater, like I was really like, wow, like, did we really need to spend 10 minutes explaining the whole movie? Like, I knew. I get it. I know what's going on. Like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> the other thing so. I think that the big benefit of the second watch on this one is, much like Get Out... This movie tells you everything like and it's so much more clear when you know what you're looking for, like in Adelaide's mannerisms, for example, like you there are moments where she's like when she gets very serious, her voice changes dramatically and it's a lot more raspy and kind of like um, it's just it's not the same. And then just, you know, you see you then see the other Adelaide come in and her like it 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 tells you everything. Like, you see, like, commonalities between her and the other, the, the shadow people, I guess. I don't know if that's even... The, te- the tethered. The yeah. tethered, that's right. Um, you know, you see that connection. And it's it, it's just, it's really, it's again, it, it be- I think this movie, ben- I think I like this movie more of the second time watching because I knew what I was looking for. And it was like, yeah, oh, I agree for sure. yeah, that, okay, I get it now. You know what I mean? Like, it kind of... I like both movies better the second time. Actually. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I think I will. And I think that's the thing is like the first I like I didn't fully get this one the first time I watched it. And this time it was just very, very it's very it's just fu- fucking fun, man. Like all of it starts to make a lot more sense. Like, again, like the when the, the tethered like you start you start picking up little pieces that like the little breadcrumbs they drop for you for, for the beginning like the idea that like what was her name um uh shoot her daughter? uh the, the wife joyce uh no elizabeth moss's K- character, K- moss's character? Yeah, yeah elizabeth moss yeah i don't yeah. remember her yeah so when her doppelganger when her when her when her tether like where she wants to like kill uh addy but doesn't because she but like she also is like wanting to be beautiful and then she likes it but like there then you then you think about like the ghastly thing of like her normal version or her her non whatever her real version like got plastic surgery which means that she had to have gotten plastic surgery and like whether or not she likes it or not and like they don't have the tools for that so like he she got her face all cut up like there's all sorts of like just oh my god like and it just keeps going, and like you see, like uh, Tim Heidecker, Josh, I think is the guy. I look, the guy's name is Josh. Um, he his like his his tether just being like weirdly a high school bully all the time, and it's yes. like, and it's just so like it's just so interesting when you see like these versions of their character. It's just, it's a lot of fun. The worst aspects of their personality yeah. amplified to the nth degree. It's it's just it's yeah. The other thing I think this movie does really well that I didn't pick up on the first time is, you know, for the first half of this movie, you think it's an isolated incident to only then find out, oh, no, no, this is happening everywhere. And I think that kind of raises it. It it kind of suddenly raises the stakes on you kind of out of nowhere where it's just like, oh, this is this is not just like something that's this isn't just a revenge plot. This is a whole I mean, well, it kind of is a revenge plot when you think about it, but it's it's more than that. It's not just revenge against one, it's revenge against all. And I think that that tonal shift, I think, is really interesting because it, it, it holds those cards really well to the chest, you know? It doesn't reveal it until it until it's like, okay, I've got you. I've got you hook, line, and sinker. Here's another thing to add on top of the stack. And I really, really like that this time around, kind of going, oh, it's yeah. more than what we thought. I like that it- a lot. And you kind of, especially watching this from a second time, you kind of have to almost side with the tethered. Like there, there's like there's like a weird part of it. Like, yeah, these people like 
have been like it's it's not necessarily our fault like that but these people were not allowed to be free mm-hmm. and they're just trying to fr- they're just trying to untether themselves from us like and there's like they're not really doing anything like like it's not right what they're doing but also there's almost a certain level of like understanding of like retributive violence yeah yeah like there's 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 a certain level of like and especially with like red right because like she had her life up top quite literally stolen from her like yeah and so like the fact that like like so like in the fact that Addie won everybody wanted to be free and the fact that like you're gonna steal freedom from somebody else to do it is like there is a there is a certain just like oh my god I hate that. Like, I hate that a lot. Like, so there is just, there, there's, there's, there's a level of understanding watching this a second time. It kind of hit me in a weird way there. I was like, huh, I don't like, they're scary. So I don't want them to win, but I kind of feel like maybe I should like, right. Yeah. It definitely puts you, the audience in a conflicted spot because you, you can't necessarily inherently root for the tethered, but you yeah. you can't you can't say they don't have some amount of a of good reason to be angry and to yeah. want to escape and to let you know be untethered. Like you can't ignore that. It's there's like this, and then there's a whole this whole subplot that like the American government made the tethered they mm-hmm. cl- to to like control americans which is yeah. like an, which is another like oh god like <laughs> there's just so there's just so many weird little elements of this like they're all good they're all really fantastic but like there's just so many like this movie feel like and it you know it, it, this movie feels like it's meant to be like again it's just dropping breadcrumbs the entire your time and i it feels like the story is not supposed to be told in a way that like because you like we're taking this from at it uh Addie's kind of perspective for the most part mm-hmm. so the, so the narrator right. is almost it's almost as if this is a written story it would be an unreliable narrator type thing and i think that that oh, is for sure. i mean it, yeah, it yeah. is absolutely it, i mean we that's and that's even our lens of, of viewing it as kind of an unreliable narrator because like we're americans so like and we we've had the benefit of it of being like americans in that way for a very long time so there is a certain level of just like i don't know like are 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 we are is the lens we view this in kind of painting our perspective a little bit probably like probably yeah absolutely (laughs) um so i i have a i have a less serious question I would okay. love a less love serious it. question. All right. So we know, right, that Red and Adelaide switched places. Right? Mm-hmm. So the tethered of the two of them is on top, right, in the original or whatever, however you want to. Yeah. We don't actually know. Maybe the originals are all the tethered and then the ones up top are the zombie people. But so, uh, the, so they've swapped places, right? Yes. And we know that there's some kind of, like, link, right, that the people up top, when they do things, the people on the bottom are, like, forced to mi- to mimic these these moves. Mm-hmm. And I think in every in every other instance, like, you, they have this idea of, like, one soul, two bodies, and where the, per- the original is, like, controlling both bodies, basically. But with Adelaide, right, they switch, and then the person from downstairs, like, becomes the one in, in control purely from an in-universe perspective how do you think that works oh it's not red kind of explains it um they force her anyway so those around her would force red to do it you know what i'm saying well so like uh, okay. those around her, like when she had to do something, those around her would force her to do it. Like and clearly, like at some point they 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 enacted their free will and broke their tethering to a certain extent, right? Because like, mm-hmm. right? Because like Abraham 
tries like is not just trying to kill Gabe half the time, right? Like, so it's not as if that they're like the only person who's really doing it is Pluto and um, Jason. Jason, um, like they're they, they still have that kind of connection to a certain extent. So there is a certain level of free will, right? But I also mm. think that like Red probably, if she was the one on top all the time, she probably didn't. Um, she probably didn't have the ability to do it, but other, but the others around her forced her, or maybe they like, maybe they, because they both had free will, but like, she still got forced to do things that were like outside of her control. You get what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. she says, I was, it didn't matter if I loved Abraham, I was forced to marry her. Like you had a a beautiful, an angel, I had a monster, like. But like, but that would that, that implies... would have been true for for any of them. It would have been true for any of the any of the tethered that they were forced into those relationships, right? Yeah. But like I... at like Adelaide or Red yeah. isn't controlling Adelaide from below, right? Like the connection has has flipped. Mm-hmm. Yes. I I but I but I think that like. Well, and Her... didn't they say something to the effect of she was born special? Like, they knew that early on? I thought that was a I line. Think... I mean, that's kind of a weak she says, response. She, she, but... says that be, she says that the other tethered thought that of her because she they so she switched, so they didn't realize it was because she was, like, an original person. That was how I took took that. Yeah, I... I, I so, I, like, I, they I were all, like, they all viewed her as, like, a messiah, but she was just, like, the one, like, normie down there with a... Yeah. Surrounded by tethered. Yeah. I, I would imagine that, like, the dad and the mom, they would basically drag her along, dra- drag Red along, and, like, force Red to do things until they probably oh they died and then that that's when she had her opportunity to really continue on with the plan because they talk about like the the mom died like a year ago so she didn't force her to do things potentially right that's kind of my thought and they talk about you know why did you quit dancing you know i peaked when i was 14 or whatever but like if red was starting her revolution right maybe the the dancing just stopped so she so uh, Adelaide stopped having the urge because mm-hmm. like you know that type of thing that's so maybe kinda... the connection was still there but maybe more faint I don't know it's it's a it's a weird question but my 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 thought was oh it's just like oh yeah she just got forced into all of that awful stuff that she didn't want to do and because like she has a more strong version of free will than a lot of like then she just like she just had to like basically it was it was a, a matter of survival and like just anger and vengeance and things like that i don't know i see it yeah yeah that's that was, that's my thought what, what was your thought my thought was it was just that like because none of the tethered are doing what the things down there because they want to do them like they're all forced to do it right they're yeah. all forced to do it by the tethering yeah. So, like, when she says, you know, I was forced into this, I was forced into that, like, I had to do this, like, to me, like, that is just her explaining, like, the tether, and we see that happen with other people. And so, like, my thought was more, you know, at what point, right, of them going into the this, like, subterranean level, or, like, at what where does this like technological barrier or magic or whatever like kick in where like the tether is reversed right because mm-hmm. this clearly and i think that this is kind of like even keys into like the messaging right is that like the person in control is just the person on on the top like no matter what so like oh, they could theoretically yeah. all kidnap their tethers and just throw them in the I'm basement in and like they become the number one right like um so my question, I mean, that is really right, like that, a sci-fi right. question, you know, like, well, how do they, how does this work even? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, well, that, yeah, well, that, no, I was following, cause like, yeah, no, yeah. you can even look at the messaging, right? Cause like, that's them, like when we talk about, you know, there is the, the, the somewhat message, if you want to look at it from the 
class struggle perspective of the revolution has come and now and now those on bottom are taking over on top violently right uh yeah. like so like there is that bit but um which does you know speak to that form of the, part of the message but i also i don't know i just it just for me it it kind of struck me that like that like because like that there is like a certain like because like Addie Addie is out of rhythm a lot of the time and things like that and it's like the idea of like because she doesn't have a soul or she only has half a soul or whatever and like Red is in rhythm and can dance very well and is always two steps ahead etc you know so like my thought was always that like she was always still in control but she just had no control over the life around her mm-hmm. right and so like you were supposed to like it was that was supposed to like I that was I think when she's explaining how the tethered the tethering works that she is um trying to um uh, what would be the word she's explaining it and that's that's the message we're supposed to understand how the tethering works but what she's explaining is different like she's explaining also her experience like i never got a choice in any of this like they had to cut me and i you they had to cut you but i had to do that myself right cuz Nobody was going to do that for me, and et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. That was kind of how I took it. Personally. (laughs) So this movie... Why does she have to cut herself, you know? Where's the tethered doctor? (laughs) He's too busy... He's too busy at a roller coaster in a room somewhere. He's too busy eating them rabbits. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so so this movie has a lot of, like... This movie is shockingly not gory for how gory it could be. Like, yeah. it, 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 it does some really, really... Um, it. I remembered this movie being gorier than what it was. It, it has some Texas Same. Chainsaw levels of, like, tell not shell. Which I yeah. think is really, really. Actually, I'm actually really, really pleasantly surprised by that. Um, I like it, it. It's Get hard out to do is that. Kind of the same way. There's a few big scenes of like gore that are. Just yeah. Like, you just don't see it. He, he really does like actually. To actually, Jordan Peele does a really good job of just doing that. Actually, I would say of just like not showing it, which I think is. Um, There's a skill to that. Yeah, it's well. People say you can't do it these days, and yet these movies exist. Right, like the guy who who wrote one of our favorite movies, or the guy who directed one of our favorite movies, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre twenty twenty one. Great, one of one of one of one of our all time one of the all time classics here on Essential Scares. Go listen to that episode for our glowing. <laughs> he said sarcastically. Review. Uh, he said like, yeah, it's twenty twenty. People, you can't you can't really get away with 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 hiding the gore anymore. And then he made that abortion of a movie. Uh, so I do not like it. I other people it's have been said a while since Bobby got a good like dump yeah, on seriously. Texas Chainsaw. Uh, I'm I, ha- I'm all here for it. Listen, listen. I'm sorry to derail this for a second. I do not like that movie. Recently, James Agenese talked about how it's stupid fun on on a kill count. And listen, I love that guy respect his respect his word but he he gets that one wrong this movie is that movie is bad back to a good movie this one um that the fact that you can still do that and prove without a shadow of a doubt you can still do that in a way that like you're still like oh fuck even though you see like nothing is really well done i also think it comes it, it comes into play with like how he chooses for characters to kill like these are not i i think the the play of like we have a putty a putter and like a bat like i mean yeah you can get pretty gory with a bat or like you know the little kid uh, J- uh jason has like a, a geode you know like he's he's yeah. a kid he's not gonna be able to crush anybody's skull with that but if you hit you know he can certainly that's got enough weight that'll kill somebody like i think it's it's playing with understanding these are not like cold-blooded killers these are just regular people out doing their own thing so they're not they're not going to like chop somebody up and destroy them, you know. It's oh, I, I'm just gonna hit you in the head a few times, and when you stop moving, that's when I know I have I have succeeded in my kill. Like, I, I think it's it's playing well with knowing, understanding that the, your people and characters are just that people. They're not like 
super or anything. So they're just yeah. going to kind of work with what they have and just kind of go from there. You know, and then you bring in the revolutionary stuff with uh, the tethered and they have those scissors. And way to make scissors so menacing, by the way. Like, in I, I talked about in the beginning, the horror aspects, the sound that they captured for that scissors is the most, like... You hear that sound and you think that it's cutting something just immediately. <laughs> just the sound of that metal shear on shear is is just so distinct. Um, and I think that's highlighted in the final scene with Red and Adelaide. Like just oh, the dancing the d- around that she's doing and then just the snip. like The, the, just de- the, the death by a thousand cuts. Exa- yeah. It's so, that is such a good final fight scene between our, our two characters there. It just... It's choreographed well. It the sound is good. You know, Adelaide's losing the whole time until she's not. Like it, it that worked for me really, really well. I I just like again, like there is like three major mo- like parts, right? The Wilson Summer House, uh, uh, Tim and Elizabeth, Tim at Heidecker and Elizabeth Moth's Summer House, and then when they finally go into the like the uh tether land tether mm-hmm. world um and like each one of them just has these just like decidedly different uh the like like almost like uh not, not themes but like atmospheres to them mm-hmm. um and all of them work super well and i think again the scissors like being like a through line with just like that's where the danger is when they pull those out that's when you're fucked it is like the fact that they can that that weapon is it, it's 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 like uh an improvised little like stabbing implement but it's it's weirdly versatile like yeah and it's just it, like the, the fact that you see all like I want to see somebody get killed or get attacked with the scissors this way. You see it in this movie. Like, <laughs> you see somebody get, well, you don't actually see them, but you see the attempt of, like, someone getting their throat stabbed. You can see when somebody gets stabbed. You see, like, fucking Red open the scissors and try to, like, do, like, a little snippy. It is, like, all of it just like, oh, this is cool. Like, like it's just, it's, and, like, I saw online... I don't know when, but I remember seeing this online at one point. Somebody implies that, like, the scissors are meant to, like, talk about, like, the two... Because it's two, it's two yeah, blades. Yeah, two halves to yeah. make one. Yeah. yeah. Two, the, the, fret, the cutting of the soul, etc. Yeah. Hmm. So that's fun. That's a fun little, great. little thing there, too. Uh, <laughs> so it's just... It, fuck it, this movie's good. It's a good movie. It's just, like... It's it, like um, are there any bits that we want to talk about specifically before we rate this bad boy? I mean, I think we've pretty much been over the major highlights yeah. so, that I can think of. Yeah, I think so too. Okay. So well, then, how do we Bobby? how do we rate movies here? Oh, that's a great yeah. question. That's a great question. I will go first, but but, but yes, yeah. that's that's a good oh. question. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lead yeah, us yeah. down the path. So yeah, 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 yeah. No problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it. So we rate this movies on a scale of zero to five. Uh, with half points allowed, right? Ooh. So a you know a, a a four and a half, totally fine. A four point seven five, yeah, not so much, not so much. No, can't can't be done, can't be done. Who are you um, channeling right now? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. He's channeling Bobby, which is <laughs> oh the most disturbing. Part. He's, he's channeling he's channeling his tethered self. You see, yeah. that's yeah, that's what's happening. I'm channeling my chakras. Anyway, uh, I will go first. Uh, I don't know. I'm sorry. Uh, and uh, I will give it a four and a half out of five. Um, I was debating because I broke the scale uh, last week. I gave it a broken scale out of five. Just give it this one a solid five because I do think this movie is a, another really good one. Um, and I think it's it it's just it's just good. It's just very good. Um, but I don't fully know if there's nothing really that i can think of in particular that like makes it drop but there's also something about it holy that like goes it's not perfect like and i don't i can't quite put my finger on what 
with it. I think I, I I think sometimes maybe maybe it's sometimes like the breadcrumb element. Sometimes you don't really fully get a full sense of everything being wrapped up in the way that some of those good movies are, or like the, some of the questions that they're asking, right? We, we, we actually hit one of those is like, how does that even work? Doesn't actually like that doesn't actually fully, there's some weird elements to it that I think kind of can pull somebody out of it a little bit. Didn't super do it to me, but I could see myself the more and more I sit with it. Now that I get the movie, like picking it apart. So four and a half out of five. You or me, Corbin? Doesn't matter. I'll take it away. Uh, I'm also at a four and a half. Um, I came in at a four, so you got me up to the four and a half. Um, Wow. I know I didn't necessarily say anything particularly negative about this movie, but I I just don't think this movie had the same impact for me as Get Out. And it's it's not necessarily fair to this movie to make those comparisons, but I feel like we almost... like I, I don't know that I can avoid thinking through those comparisons when I'm looking at these two films, because I think they share. Why isn't that fair? Yeah. I think, I think it's the, I think it's fair here completely. I I guess the only reason I think this is one of the only times when it is fair, because it's literally, it it always feels a little unfair to me to like base your judgment of one film off the merits of another film. Mm. Like to some degree that always feels a little like, you know, well, you know, try to look, try, do the best that you possibly can to, to look at each independent piece of media as just that, an independent piece of media. But I think that it's hard to do because the vision, the through line, the themes, like, these movies are so uniquely the Jordan Peele, like, direction and mindset and, 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 and process that, like, they kind of meld a bit into... It's not a cinematic universe, but it feels like it. It's kind of like um, the, the 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 John Carpenter Apocalypse trilogy. You know, they're not okay. necessarily the same, but they are. You know mm. what I mean? So for me, it's like I just don't think that this movie impacted me personally in the same way that Get Out did. Get Out to me was like a pretty like monumental film for me, like just in general. Um, whereas Us, I think. Because it's a little more digestible, it kind of loses that additional, like, connection that I had with it. You know, Alice I, I, is eminently watchable. Phenomenal film. I, I, if you haven't seen it, watch the movie. It's, it's got it, it, it has, I'm being body touched on it, the atmosphere is, is very distinct and unique in the different acts of the film. Like, it's really well done. But it just didn't connect with me in the same way. So, four and a half. Okay. So, uh, part of the reason why I didn't immediately want to go second is because I was like, okay, well, I don't want to see him like a big old copycat. And, of course, now it's unavoidable. (laughs) Yes! Um, We are a monolith! (laughs) uh, This one is a four and a half out of five for me. It it was uh, when I first saw it, and I agree with that. I think maybe for different reasons than I thought it was at the time. Uh, I definitely saw a lot more of, you know, the messaging. And I think that there's a lot more going on in this movie. Like, I think that no matter what, Jordan Peele has this, like, great sense when it comes to metaphor and set design and, like, all sorts of, like, little things everywhere that, like, everything is so very intentional. And he so rarely puts something in, like, for the cool factor just because like oh it would be neat if and like you know i i like directors that do do that right so i'm not (laughs) talking down there but i like that with him everything is so purposeful um but you know in the end i think i mentioned it briefly during the review period i kind of don't love the monologue at the at the end and I still, I actually do, th- I think that the movie would be better if that was even, like, not told directly to you, but was left a little bit up for discussion, because it is so obvious that you can then have that talk afterwards and go, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, rather than the movie just saying, like, you know, this is how it is, 
Um, I don't think that the movie like gains much out of that, and I I think it slows the movie down a little bit because it the movie as a whole takes a lot of time telling you what is going on, and then at the end it like it's like a recap, and then it tells you again like what was going on. I don't think that it was worth it. Um, and so I don't know. I mean, I think honestly for me, I think that that is like the half point right there because it messes with the pacing a little bit. I think it's just not. Yeah. I would cut that personally. I will say this. Um, yeah. I think Jordan Peele is, a, is just, just generally speaking, and maybe this leads us for high hope for, for Nope. I think Jordan Peele has a really good, it does a really good job of tackling really, really difficult themes and really entertaining movies. And I think yeah. that, like, the fact that we've watched two out of the three movies that he has directed that is a horror movie, even Candyman, which he didn't direct, but he did produce, right? Like, everything that he's put in horror is, has tackled really, really difficult themes and made movies that are just fucking cool on top of it. Like, and so, right, I'm just saying this before we go before we go into the essential part as, as well as before we go into Nope, because, like, we're, there's, there's, at this point, there's almost an expectation for it. And I want to see, I, I just want to know how I feel about that. I want, like, when we come back next week or whatever for for nope i want i kind of want to see where we're at where, where we're at with that thought now that we've seen two of them but i might yeah. have two viewings of nope before we actually sit down and record the podcast oh wow How are you gonna get two viewings in by then so i'm going and seeing it friday and then uh my wife is going to be gone this weekend but she'll be back on sunday and you know, we've seen all we've seen these movies in theaters together uh so we're gonna go see it together so we might do that sunday night oh we have the raid Never mind. But this movie isn't just about this podcast rather isn't just about is this movie good or is this movie bad? No, th- this movie this podcast is also about is this movie essential. Now, consensus is in the movie's good. 4.5s across yeah. the board. But Corbin is, is this movie essential? essential. Yeah. Whew. So, in kind of a tough spot on this one, boys. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, I really, really like this movie, and I think I would recommend it to just about anybody. But it's hard for me to say that it is. Um, because I think it almost, like, it's almost just not far enough in any ways. It's like, it's not his first movie, so you're not getting that. It's not quite scary enough or flashy enough to be, like, one of those. Like, it's not quite on the nose with, like, a huge message the same way as, like, Get Out is. It's like, I don't know. I think it's like very good at a lot of things, but not so amazing at any one thing that I would say like, oh, this is absolutely an essential film like of its decade or, you know, however we end up mm. like <laughs> putting all these buckets together. Um, so for me, I'm, I'm going to say no, actually. I don't think it is. Oh, yeah. Corbin yeah. takes the bold stance out the gate. Alan. Yeah. I am also a bit torn here. Um, With Get Out, I think all of us kind of... Spoiler alert, we said yes because of course it is. Um, I I think what... It's kind of the same problem I had in the review where it's like it's hard not to think back on the other media because we do have another example from the same director doing the the same kind of genre. Like We have a precedent that he has set for himself... Is it fair to this movie to try and say, does it live up to the laurels of Get Out? No, not at all. It's, it's truly not. Um, so I'm trying to think on its own merits, does this movie do something that I think puts it into that strata where, you know, it should be something that is listed as essential? And I think yes, actually. I think that at the end of the day, this film still has those I, I can't think of anything really aside from Get Out that comes to mind for me that tackles a theme, something very complex, something that's layers deep, 
and makes it so goddamn entertaining while also still telling me such an interesting story and giving me questions about the world and making me want... This, this movie makes you go, what happens after the credits end? I don't, you know, we're in spoiler-free territory, so we won't go there, but, like, you definitely have to ask yourself, what is next in this specific America because of how things go? And I think that intrigue is kind of partially what gets me going. Like, it, it may, th this movie's given me things to think about post-hoc within just the universe of the movie alone. And I think that's kind of interesting by itself. And it, it kind of on its own merits, to me, I think... It push. I would never necessarily want Jordan Peele to come back to us, because I think that's just there's a potential to ruin that a bit. But I would be very interested to see what this world is like after us too. Of course, it's us be the two like revenge. Also. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> us so two the I'm, revenge. <laughs> I'm a yes. I think this movie does enough. I think it earns its spot. Okay. Okay. Bobby. Bobby. For the tiebreaker. Yeah. yeah, I am significantly less torn about this. Um, Get Out served to put Jordan Peele on the map as a serious horror director. And not only that, but a serious director in his own right. Like, the twisted mind of Jordan Peele now comes up from the guy who, before this, was famous for a sketch comedy duo, right? Yeah. So, yeah. A damn good one. Yeah, I, I love Keanu Peele. Great. Um, what Great us? Uh, what did us do? That's the question, right? Us cemented that. I would say, um, there's something in it when we talk about directors, the sophomore slump, right? It's it's in it, it, a lot of artists. There's a sophomore slump. This is his sophomore outing, right? When it comes to directorial debuts, uh, we all we we all were like a sneeze away from giving this movie another five. I think all, almost all of us were like, we were this close, this close. So like, yeah. yeah, the answer is yes. Right. Like I don't, I'm going to struggle, right. It's the same thing of like, with like, is there, and maybe this is a spoiler. Maybe there is, but like, is there a John Carpenter movie, especially if, was there a John Carpenter movie for like a really long time? That was a non-essential movie. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. They probably yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, in like, not to like. I guess maybe I maybe I'm showing who showing my ass because I'm talking about one of my favorite directors of all time. But like, I haven't seen it yet. Like, and Jordan Peele. Like again, this weekend is going is like one of the most hyped weekends in horror. Uh, in horror for a long time. Like the the fandom is fucking losing their mind over nope right and if this movie sucks it's gonna it's gonna hurt me so bad <laughs> but what you know what it won't do it won't stop both of these movies from making us think that this was going to be so like it, while again there there are two parts and it might be a lesser part but still a central part of jordan peele's career like getting to where it is where he's like an auteur right he was a sketch comedian and now he's an auteur like there's just something really really crazy about that so yeah it's essential well there you go yeah simple easy decidedly essential but speaking it's of decidedly. speaking of the substitute teacher skit from key and peel <laughs> where can we find you guys what do you guys Two handle? weeks in a row, we're yeah. referencing the same skit. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to find a third way to make it happen. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can find me anywhere at Corbangering. I have been uh, playing uh, Destiny and Diablo and Amnesia, and I have been building... He hasn't been playing Amnesia. Well, I've been... By the time you're listening to this, I will have been playing Amnesia. You'll have to beat No, you won't have beat it by then. Never mind. Uh, definitely not. Yeah, let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, I've been also, so far as, like, the physical gaming side, I have been building and playing a lot of Star Wars Legion, which is, like, my new, like, micro-obsession for the tabletop. Uh, really into Warhammer still, of course. Age of Sigmar is, like, my pride and joy from, from Games Workshop currently, but Star Wars Legion, I'm on, like, a huge Star Wars kick after Kenobi, which we never really talked about on the show here. So but, good. like, Kenobi so was good. so amazing. And uh, they got me on Prime Day with a couple of good deals, and so I'm all in. <laughs> nice. 
But yeah, at Corbangerang, or watch me talk about Legion and Warhammer at Bolters underscore Bourbon. I should follow you. I haven't done that yet. I'm going to do that live right now. While he is doing that, you guys can find me at twitch.tv slash threadweenie. I stream Thursdays and Sundays. Thursday nights, I stream spooky games. I just finished Amnesia the Dark Descent last Thursday. The VOD is probably even still up if you want to watch that. It's very fun. Um, It's probably not up if you're watching past release week but yeah so it could be yeah probably not um <laughs> but uh other than that uh uh I, also i i stream we do raid night uh for destiny 2 so i stream that on sundays uh other than that um life's been pretty good nothing really super major happening uh playing cuphead with my wife the delicious last course came out a couple about a month ago and uh been playing that we're just slowly getting through it um so yeah that's it nice. twitch.tv slash red weedy i love that <laughs> you can find me at a seal punter just about anywhere um I also am going to be playing, not necessarily playing with my wife, but playing with my wife near me a game uh, sometime probably tomorrow or next week, and that's Stray, the cat game that comes oh, yeah, out on PlayStation. Um, that game I, looks so, so cute. It, it it's does. reviewing like, very well. <laughs> it should. It's it's kind of... It, the moment I saw it, I'm like, well, I... Genuinely, that was kind of the deciding factor for me to do the PlayStation Plus Extra Pass, because I was like, well, I would buy that game. And Does for me to upgrade, up? yeah, yes. For me to oh, upgrade oh. for the rest of the year was cheaper. So I was like, well, yeah. okay, you got me, Sony. Um, so I'm going to be playing that once it releases. The other thing, I haven't talked about it. Um, I have put probably uh, uh, too much time into Monster Hunter Rise on my PC. Uh, I have 78 hours in that game in like th- three and a half weeks. Basically when Jeez. I should have been... Yeah, I played a lot. Where do you get the time um, to do this? <laughs> I don't have kids. I don't have life. <laughs> I'm here, man. He doesn't um, He doesn't play the game he's supposed to for I'm the podcast. I'm not playing Amnesia. <laughs> this guy's over here like, well, I haven't played Amnesia, but I did put 80 hours into a game <laughs> yep. I've already finished. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. I did. I played through all of it on Switch, and then I picked it up on PC when Sunbreak came out. But that was wise, because Sunbreak came out, and it's it's amazing. If you... I love Monster Hunter, so it's it's just a, a pretty big one. And then the only other update, your boy finally feels strong. Two-plate bench press. Finally hit it. it. I've been oh working on it for so fucking long. And like This guy had like the small the lowest bench plateau of anybody that I that I've known. It took you it was so long so to get past bad. That. It took me so <laughs> long to get past it, but like I I came into the gym and like I don't know what it was, but I'm like, today's the day. We're doing it. And then we did it. It was it was great. It's awesome. That's awesome. I love a that. Seal Punter. Just about anywhere. Nice. Where uh, where can we find this? This? We do. This whole yeah. Well, what are you doing with your hands there, champ? I'm just I'm here. What do you want? It's, a, it's, a, it's primarily an audio-only medium. Oh, sure. <laughs> I know what he's doing. <laughs> so many hand movements. Uh, well, if you're uh, listening or watching this, you've surely found us somewhere at Essential Scares. And you can also find us via all of our socials there, at Essential Scares. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. No other socials, but if there's something that you think we should be on, maybe let us know and we will give it a hard consideration. Uh, in the bio for all of our yeah. socials is a, a link. I'm not. To I, 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 I ain't doing any of those freedom weird. Those freedom apps. I'm not. We're not. We're never going to be on that. Uh, yeah. What's what's it called? The one with the parlor. Uh, parlor. Bobby's yeah. going to yeah. add essential scares on parlor. <laughs> you can. Find I can't wait for the essential death threats. Yeah, essential death threats. <laughs> essential. <laughs> Join our Discord and talk to us about this and many other topics, such as music and uh, video games. Uh, we would love to chat. Uh, but that's it for the week. Next week, we're watching Nope, finishing off our month and then uh, rolling hot into August, hopefully on the back of a third incredible Jordan Peele movie. So um, if it's bad, we're all going to cry about it, probably. <laughs> oh, we're going to be so angry. Imagine how yeah. sad that episode could be if we all just, Man. like, it'll just come in and call me like, hi, welcome to the Essential Scares podcast. <laughs> if you guys we thought I was, if you guys thought I was mad during Texas Chainsaw 2021, 
Let me tell you, the rage if this movie is bad. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, but fuck. that's for next week. For this week, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Don't forget to rate the show, subscribe, and share with your friends. Thank you to Alan and Bobby for being on the show with me this week. I have been Corbin, and this has been Essential Scares. Untether that breakdown, baby.